I'm so glad you all came today. <clears throat> As you know, we're teaching on balance. And Peggy just talked about balancing oil and dry and your oil glands overshooting. <laughs> we want to be balanced, right? <laughs> well, actually, I thought that I might wear this today with this skirt. What do you all think? Can you tell me how they're not balanced? <laughs> I'm overshooting. The top or the bottom? Well, they don't match, and the top is old, and it's worn out to work in the yard. And the bottom is new, and it's springy, so they don't go together, do they? They're not balanced. And a lot of times when we walk out of balance in our lives, we kind of look like this. Looks kind of gross, doesn't it? <laughs> All I need now is Judy's hat. Have pur purple, purple, red, and whatever the rest of that is called. We don't want to be out of balance. <clears throat> um, how many of you ever, have ever been on a balance beam in gym class at school? You really had to watch what you were doing. And then you, you not only had to stand on this balance beam, but then you had to do tricks. You had to swoop down with one leg, or you had to roll on your back, or ro do a forward roll, or all kinds of things. And balance was really important, right? And if you're not balanced on the balance beam, what happens? You fall off. And a lot of times in our own lives, when we're not balanced, we kind of fall off. And we need to maintain balance in our life to achieve all that God wants for us and to bring out our inner beauty, the beauty that God has on the inside of us. We're going to see how important balance is. In the Old Testament, God wrote a message on the wall to King Bel... I can never say his name. Belshazzar. And you know what that message had to do with? Balance. <clears throat> he said um, that Belshazzar was weighed in the balances and he was found wanting. That's not good, is it? I don't want God writing on the wall to me a message of, of correction that I'm out of balance, that, that things are not right. And Job prayed to God. He said, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know mine integrity. So God is judging our balance. God is judging to see if we're balanced and if the balances are right in our life. If we look at nature, we can see how important balance is. There has to be the right temperature, the right humidity for plants to grow properly. We were talking about moles and cats and dogs and stuff and, and deer. There has to be the right balance in your neighborhood. <laughs> like at my house, there's not the proper balance of predators. And people that love animals don't want any predators, but predators are am animals too. So at our house, we don't have any wolves. So we have a or, and we don't have a dog, so we have a whole lot of deer. In our yard, there can be 14 deer at one time. And believe me, that's out of balance. <laughs> because we have little hoof prints everywhere, and we have little chew marks. And, and what happens is the deer don't chew just what they like or what they want. They taste everything, and if they don't like it, they spit it out, and there's a big branch laying on the ground because... It's all out of balance. That's not good. Um, and our bodies need balance, too. In the Higher Standard Women's Meeting, Kat Leeshow has been talking about balance. 
how we need certain vitamins and certain minerals, and if we don't get enough, they can cause certain illnesses. And if we get too much, it can cause us to be sick too. And we have to have the right balance of calcium and vitamin D and vitamin A and vitamin E and vitamin D, uh, B and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and they all have to be in balance. And then we, in our bodies, we have what's called an acid-base balance. We have to have a certain, certain level of acidity acidity in our body and a certain level of alkaline in our body. And if, and if it's just that much off, it can throw us out of whack. So those things are really important. Then we have our hormones. How many people know that those need to be in balance? How many people have experienced not being in balance? <laughs> That's not good, is it? We have our thyroid gland, our parathyroid gland, our pancreas, our ovaries, our adrenal gland, our pituitary glands. They're all contributing hormones to our body and helping our body be balanced in the different functions that it has to pursue. And also with CAT, we've talked about the proteins, the carbohydrates, the fats, and the fiber that we need to have in our diet. And if they're not in balance, we're going to get constipated or have diarrhea or be bloated or not have energy or get overweight or all different kinds of things can happen if we don't balance out our diets. You know that we can even drink too much water? You can drink so much water that you get very sick. So we need to keep that all in balance, and we need to keep our mind and our soul in balance also. So we need good balance in our lives for us to be at our best and for our inner beauty to be enhanced. So I think one of the first steps in being balanced is to know yourself. Um, we need to know what our strengths and our weaknesses are. Sometimes our greatest strengths can be our greatest weaknesses. And I'll just use myself for an example. I'm a very hard worker. That's one of my greatest strengths, but that is one of my greatest weaknesses because then I, I'll end up not resting enough or not relaxing enough, and that can, that can make a person sick or strung out or full of anxiety. And so um, it's really important to know yourself and know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Can you all think of any strengths or weaknesses that, that you have or you've seen other people have? You can raise up your hand. <laughs> yes, Paulette. Uh, I tend to, to uh, not relax too early. Mm -hmm. And so people are always thinking I have to be doing something. Mm -hmm. And that yes. <laughs> we under overworking. I know that about you. Anybody else? How about, have you ever known anybody who was a clean freak? That they were so, so obsessed with... Um, having everything clean that you didn't feel comfortable at their house? Or did you ever know, know anybody that was really a slob and that there was, you, you didn't feel comfortable sitting at their house because there was really no place to sit? Those are two extremes, and, and those people aren't in balance. Any, can anybody think of anything else? Saving everything, yep. Saving is good, but when you save everything... It can be bad, and then when you get off into hoarding, that can be really bad, really, really bad. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely right. 
what, it, in case you didn't hear, she said, you know, the opposite of saving everything is people that just pitch everything right away and then they end up having to buy something again. Um, what about communication? Do you know people that are, are just really, really maybe a little bit out of balance or a lot out of balance in talking? Does anybody have, has anybody ever seen anybody that talked too much? What's the opposite of that? Out of balance on the other side. Some people don't talk at all. Some people are such good listeners that they are poor communicators. So we need to keep all of these things in balance. Um, what about with money? Spending too much. And what's the opposite of that? Tight, tight wad, tight wad. So we need to keep those things in balance. Now, um, a few weeks ago on a Sunday morning, there was, there was a really bad smell that just happened all of a sudden in the, in the vestibule. <coughs> it smelled like something was burning. So we had to call the fire department for them just to check it to see what it was. The smoke alarms weren't going off or anything, but things with fire you need to catch early if something's up in the rafters or whatever. So we called the fire department and there were several people here, um, and everybody that came in the door, it was like, oh, my gosh, what is that smell? Oh, my gosh, what is that smell? And people could smell it burning. The fire department came in, and they'd say, do you smell anything? It smells like popcorn, you know. And the, but the lady, there was a lady fire department person here, and she kept on saying, all I smell is women's perfume. <laughs> so somebody's women's perfume, maybe mine or a group of ladies, was so strong to her that she didn't smell something burning. So you can be out of balance in perfume, but you could be out of balance on the other side and not smell too good either, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we need to keep ourselves in balance. Let's look at Luke 10, verse 38, and it'll be up on the screen. Luke 10, verse 38. We're going to learn something from a lady who is out of balance. There we go, Luke 10, 38. And Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman, I'm in the NIV, oh, good. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. That says a lot, doesn't it? Now, we know from other passages of Scripture that Jesus wasn't against cooking meals. That would be bad. <laughs> we also find in scriptures that Jesus himself was involved in meal preparation. He was involved in the miracles of the loaves and fishes. He was involved in the miracle of turning water into wine. He was involved and in, he instructed his um, disciples to buy food for the Last Supper. After the resurrection, the disciples found him at the, at the seashore preparing fish. He was cooking fish himself. So that we, we know from the rest of the Bible that Jesus himself wasn't against people preparing food. 
And he wasn't saying that people that prepare meals are clean or whatever, things that women do a lot. He wasn't saying that people that do that are out of balance. But let's see um, maybe what Jesus was talking about. Um, we can see from this passage of scripture that um, things that about this that made Martha out of balance. Let's look at verse 40. It says in verse 40, Martha was distracted. So if we're out of balance, a lot of times we're distracted. Martha was probably overdoing it. Have you ever overdone it? Now, she was, we know that Martha loved the Lord with all of her heart. She was walking him, walking him into her home, but she was distracted. She was distracted by all the preparations. She was consumed with, you know, getting everything right, cooking the meals. Maybe she was making too much, or maybe she was making something too fancy for the occasion, or maybe she just, you know, was over planning. But whatever it was, what she was doing, she had become distracted. And when we're out of balance, we'll be distracted. The next thing we see is Martha says, Lord, don't you care? A lot of times when we're out of balance, we throw that, that problem onto the Lord. You know, all of a sudden, the Lord didn't do something right. You know, Lord, don't you care what's going on here? Don't you care that things aren't going right? Don't you care that I have to cook all this food? Well, that's, that's not the Lord not caring. That's us being out of balance. And then we see her saying, um, you know, kind of pointing her finger and saying, my sister's left me to do all the work. <laughs> I have to do it all by myself. Tell her to do something. <laughs> Tell her to get up off the floor. She doesn't need to be sitting at your feet. She needs to be helping me in the kitchen. Well, when we're out of balance, a lot of times we start looking at other people and judging them and seeing what we can find wrong with what they're doing instead of what's wrong with us. And we see here that Martha had some sibling rivalry. Do you ever have, you know, things like that with your siblings or maybe with your children? You know, they get upset with each other, things aren't going right. Well, that's a sign of possibly being out of balance. Um, And also, verse 40 is telling, she's actually trying to tell Jesus what he ought to be doing. And that's not a good sign, is it? It's not a good sign. So we see in verse 40 that her, quote-unquote, hospitality was causing her a great deal of frustration. And when we're in balance, that shouldn't be happening. Okay, let's look at verse 41. Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. So if we're worried and upset, we're probably out of balance in some area in our life can learn a lot from Martha here, can't we? Worry, being worried and upset is a sign that probably something is out of whack in us. And then in verse 42, we see that Martha, when it all comes down to it, she was uh, lacking the most important thing at that particular time. At that particular time, meal preparation or maybe the degree to which she was going after it should have been at a little bit lower priority, and listening to Jesus should have been at a higher priority. 
So sometimes what might be good in one situation might not be the best in another situation. That's why we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to lead us and guide us to know what the best thing is in each situation. So let's read another scripture that will balance out that scripture in case any of you have just decided that you're not cooking anymore. (laughs) 2 Thessalonians 3. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6. You know, it'd be good to take that home to your husband and say, see, (laughs) I'm just going to read my Bible now. (laughs) 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6. It says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to make ourselves a model for you to follow. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. Hmm, it's kind of the flip side of what we just saw, isn't it? Here we see that hard work was commanded. Um, And if you look at the scripture, it looks like they were probably working a whole lot harder and for a whole lot longer than Martha was in in the previous scripture, don't you think? But evidently, they were doing it without fretting, without being full of anxiety or resentment or distraction. In other words, they were probably being led by the Holy Spirit when they were doing this. God doesn't want us to be out of balance. And in this scripture, in this case, being idle would have been out of balance and not working would have been wrong. So it's really important that we listen to the Holy Spirit, that we listen to the word of God and let those things be our guide. Let's look at Philippians, the second chapter, chapter, and we'll go back to um, working too hard and find out what the results of that are. Philippians 2, verse 25. Or verse 30, I'm sorry. Philippians 2, verse 30. This is talking about Epaphroditus. He was a gentleman who worked very hard. It says, Because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the help you could not give. See, Epaphroditus was a gentleman who was, who was doing a lot of extra work because the people that maybe should have done the work, were not able to. They weren't neglecting their duty or anything. They just weren't able to because they were in a different city. So he covered for that. He made up the difference for that, and he worked himself so hard that he almost died. And there's situations that we really do have to work very hard and maybe extra long or whatever, but we need to know within ourselves when to just draw the line and say, I can't work anymore, because if you're dead, what good are you? Right? (laughs) If you're in the hospital, what good are you? If you have a nervous breakdown, what good are you? If you work so long and so hard that you get sick, what good are you? So a lot of times we just have to have the um, wisdom to say no. Because a lot of women are overworkers. And a lot of times we just need the wisdom to say no. Enough is enough. I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to go on vacation (laughs) now. (laughs) One thing I'll tell you, 
one thing, one reason I like vacation so much is because I work too hard, and if I'm gone in a different city, different place, then I can't do the normal work that I would do. So you have to know yourself, and, and if that's the type of person you are, then you need to go on vacation. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but anyway, also... Um, we need to have a, we talked about a balance of work and rest. We also need to have a balance in our faith and in our deeds. In James, let's turn to James 2, verse 14. James 2, verse 14. What I'm talking about is faith and deeds is, is um, having, having faith but not doing anything about it or just doing work all the time. It says in James 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So we can see a balance there. Scripture is telling us that we can't just wish people well and think that we've accomplished what we're supposed to be doing. If people are in need, we need to do more than that. A lot of times we need to see what we can do to meet their needs. So there's a balance there, right? Let's turn to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 5. It says, Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. See, if we're balanced, we're going to be kind of in the middle of things. A balance, if it's balanced, is going to be equal on both sides. And the Bible kind of terms that as moderation. And I'm going to read out of a commentary. It says, that is, let us be such that others may see it. In other words, our moderation should be so evident that other people can see it. It should be such a characteristic of their lives that it would be constantly visible to others. The word moderation refers to restraint on the passions, general soberness of living, being free from all excesses. The word properly means that that which is fit or suitable, proper manners or behavior, gentleness, mildness. They were to indulge in no excess of passion or dress or eating or drinking. They were to govern their appetites, appetites, restrain their temper, and to be examples of what was proper for people in view of the expectation that the Lord would appear soon. That's really good, isn't it? Pretty well covered a lot of things. We should be um, proper manners, proper behavior. We should be gentle. There's no excess in passion or dress or eating or drinking. You know, dress is a real good example, too. You know, we could come in dressed very seductively, you know, with real low-cut and tight clothes and everything. Or we could come in dressed with... Sorry, the door was closing by itself. We could come in dressed with everything that we believed, you know, everything had to be covered, and we had the Muslim dress, and there were only two, you know, (laughs) peepholes here. Those are two extremes, aren't they? But the Bible tells us to be moderate, in what we dressed. We should be modest, but there's no reason to cover everything except our two eyeballs, but there's no, no reason to show everything, you know, either. We need to be moderate, and it talks about our eating. We need to be moderate in our eating. 
we, um, you know, there, there are people that have gone to both extremes, that they weigh 700 pounds or they're um, anorexic. We need to stay in the middle of the road with our eating and our drinking. Um, it's very, very important. And you'll find when you maintain balance in those areas of your life, you'll just have such peace in your heart. You may have to be stomping down your flesh, you know, and what, what your flesh wants to run and do. Um, like the best example I can use is working. Sometimes I have to stomp down my flesh and say, no, you're not going to work. You're just going to do nothing. Um, but there's such peace in that, and there's such contentment in, it, uh, in that. So in conclusion, we can, um, we can know that we're in balance or out of balance, first of all, by the word of God. Just by the scripture that I read, read today can give you so much insight into your life and whether you're walking in balance or not. So if you read the Bible, if you read the word of God, it can give you such instruction and such clarity on your life. And then anyone who is, has uh, confessed their sins and trusted in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. The Bible says we're new creations. We're temples of the Holy Spirit, and his Holy Spirit leads us. And if we just listen to him, he can bring balance to our life and, and just such peace. It's so important. Another thing is um, it's really important to let other people balance you out. If, if you're in a situation that, you know, you've gone a couple years and nobody's told you, you know, you're talking too much or you're working too much or you looked at me wrong or, you know, if nobody ever, you know, tells you that you're doing something wrong, then you're probably in a lot of unhealthy relationships because you need people to keep you in balance. We need each other to keep ourselves in balance. A lot of times when people get married, they get married to people that are opposite from them. And then they get mad at each other. They can't stand to be around each other. But the reason that you got married to somebody who's opposite from you is because you need balance. And you married the person that you need. And the reason that person is irritating you is because they're bringing balance to your life and you're bucking against it. <laughs> so we need people in our lives to bring us balance. Our siblings can bring us balance, the people we work with, our bosses, our employees, um, our siblings. Did I say siblings? Our siblings, <laughs> again. <laughs> you know, your siblings can tell you a lot of times things that other people can't or can, you know... So don't always look at people telling you things that you're doing wrong is an irritation. Look at it as, well, maybe they are right, and maybe I am doing something wrong, and I need to get it, get it back the way it needs to be. Um, your children can bring about balance in your life. There's nothing like a, a child to, you know, say, what did you say that your, your granddaughter said today? Something about an attitude or, yeah. <laughs> of course, Judy had a good attitude. She was pointing out a good attitude. <laughs> but sometimes things can pop out of the mouths of children that they see things that maybe we don't want them to see, but, but maybe, maybe the child could need correction for saying what they said because maybe it was at the wrong time or whatever. But maybe you need to really think about what they said and see if maybe they were right and maybe you were doing something out of balance. Um, let me see. 
I was going to bring up a couple other people who could bring us balance. Our spouses, our siblings, our coworkers, our employers, our employees, um, children's. I think I think I got everybody. <laughs> yeah, pastor. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And like I said, it's it, you know. Sometimes people may be out of step in saying things, you know, uh, like a child to a parent or whatever. But it is important to look at what they say because obviously they might be seeing something in you that needs to be in balance, and we need to work on those things. And like I said about marriages, the, the opposites need to be there to balance each other out. So if you're irritated with your spouse because, because they're working too hard and you want to relax. Maybe you just need to blend those two things together and come to the middle of the road and be balanced out. And we talked about the word of God and his Holy Spirit and letting others balance you out. And then I just encourage you to take what I call a Martha test. See if you're anxious, frustrated, worried, upset, distracted, complaining, judging, criticizing others, or if you're accusing the Lord of not caring about you. Maybe you're a little bit out of balance. So we're kind of like growing plants, and we want to be healthy, vibrant, growing plants that are going to produce beautiful flowers. And to do that, we need the right amount of balance in our life of everything. So I just encourage you all today to keep balance in your life and make sure that that balance is bringing out the inner beauty that God's placed in there. Amen? Amen. Then I also want to encourage you all to come to the, if you've never come before, come to the next Higher Standard Ladies Meeting. Um, you can get one of these. I think Lois has them. Um, we have been having an absolutely wonderful time. And there's, um, there's actually pictures on the Internet, I think, on the Consuming Fire Youth page of the teenage kidnapping we did. Some really good pictures. There's <laughs> a picture where almost everyone has their tongue sticking out in some strange position. <laughs> but anyway, the next one is Thursday, April 22nd. And um, Connie Shivers, who is Banking Center Assistant Manager at Commerce Bank, is going to talk to us about wisdom and finances. And do we ever need balance in finances? Yes, we sure do. We sure do. That's really important. So be sure to come and be sure to, if you're coming, um, to, we dress comfortably and we spend about a half an hour after the meeting exercising. Um, we have two different sets of exercises. One is more strength training, one is more aerobics, and we have an absolutely wonderful time. Um, the last two times we had Kat share on uh, nutrition, and it was really, really informative and excellent. So just encourage you all to come. And then, also, guess who brought the most teenagers? Peggy gets a $25 gift card to Macy's. Then I'll get with you on how many kids you brought. Okay, Lois. I think Lois is going to do the gifts now, the prizes. And thank you again, everybody, for coming. Okay, we're going to do two things today. Um, I want you all to pick up your little white box and look at the bottom of it. And if you got a little yellow dot, hold your hand up in the air. 
Needs 